Heart of Sports with Horns 24-7 insider Jeff Howe on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. I don't know if there'll be snow. All righty. We have to start with who I am not. I am not Jeff Howe. My work is not near that good. Horns 24-7. Shout out to Jeff Howe. He's sick this week. He released the information that he was diagnosed with COVID. So I can tell you he's got COVID. We wish him all the best. I am not Craig Way. My talent's definitely not at that level. Craig Way is calling some high school football championship games. We will get you that. I'm not even Burl Ives. I don't think Burl's still alive. Burl's the guy singing this song, getting you all holly jolly Christmassy. He's also your narrator in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. If you need him, I'm Chad Hastings filling in for Light the Tower today. But don't worry. The other voice you always hear on Light the Tower is here. You talk about the best time of the year. He's jacked up because the championship games kick off in one hour. He is Snoop Daniel. What's up, Snoop? What's up, fam? Yeah, bro, Ives, RIP. I didn't know he did Rudolph. Yeah, he's the Sam the Snowman. Oh, yeah, he has the same... Uh... <laughs> they gave him the beard and everything? <laughs> Didn't know. Dude, that's one of my favorite Christmas specials. Also, hanging out for this hour. I do appreciate him hanging. You hear him every morning with Bucky and Aaron. He is the Westlake guy that is probably still trying to get over some, some feelings this time of year. Maybe not the best time of the year for him right now. Ty Henderson, what's up? What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, a little sad. I was planning on making the trip up this weekend. But, mm. uh, I think I'm going to be working and uh, just watching these state championships on TV without the Westlake Chaparrales there. It's very Man, sad. I thought they were getting by North Shore. I did. I know North Shore, knew North Shore was good. I thought it'd be a battle. I thought it'd be a war. But um, that Westlake group had shown that they could deal with a lot of styles. They could deal with a lot of types of games. And I thought they were going to have enough. But, man, those, those North Shore running backs are nasty. Yeah, besides a, you know, a 75-yard touchdown run, a 80-yard putt return, you know, those big explosive plays were the difference. And yeah. usually Westlake doesn't give those up, but the athletes were, I mean, were ridiculous on North Shore. Those guys, the quarterback, what is he, a receiver at the beginning of the year? It's crazy. Yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on there. So the championship games are all set. We'll get those cranked up a little later today. So Craig's calling games. Remember, if you're uh, at home or you're decorating your tree, whatever it is, and you want to crank it on TV, everything's on Valley Sports. Used to be Fox Sports Southwest. Used to be something before that. Uh, It's Channel 54 for me. I'm a Spectrum person still. I'm an old man with Spectrum. Uh, But I love Spectrum. So 54 is where they'll be today. And they basically go like 11-2-7 every day kind of in that in that range uh 11 2 and 7 today of course the vandegrift game vandegrift DeSoto. that one's set for three o'clock on saturday and we'll be keeping you up to date on on all that as we roll through we'll get you a longhorn notebook coming up here at 10 30 y'all will not believe the text that i got earlier involving a Longhorn team on the road. We'll get to that. We will get to that. Uh, But I am also told that we need to get to a little Whataburger Top 5. I listen to this show driving in usually, so the idea that I get to sort of cue this verbally is kind of cool for me. So let me see if I can do this. Ready? Here we go. It's time for the Whataburger Top 5. Okay, prepare to receive. Today's edition. Here we go. Top 5 players to watch. Top five players to watch. Snoop Daniel, I'm told you have five players to watch. Or I do. Do you have some ties for us? Do you have yeah. like about nine players to watch? No, you know what? I'm, I'm going to keep it because yeah, I'm excited for this 
uh, I've never heard Ty and Chad. I've heard Chad Hastings with so many people over the years. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hear today. I want to hear some gambling picks because I'm back in the <laughs> game. That's right. Ty is, Ty is uh, a gambling man from uh, time to time. You know, uh, anyway, so that being said, Waterburger top five players to watch. I did not super prep for this, so I'm going to go off the top of my head. And I'm going to say to tie at five are the quarterbacks, right? Yep. C- Cody Stover, Brayton Buchanan. Both of those guys, all flex, ATX finalist. Uh, <laughs> I want to shout out uh, to Austin Obasad. I know that was the big deal. I think Austin Novasa was the, I don't know, I, but Brayden Buchanan won it overall. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, so, but you know, Brayden Buchanan is still playing. I think that is what tipped it. And uh, and, uh, and Austin Novasa is going to be in the NFL one day. So. Oh yeah. He's no. going to win with millions of dollars. <laughs> no, he, it, it was big time. But that- let me tell you, but Brayden Buchanan, man, like, and, and these guys should be tied for number one. But you can't have a tie for number one. But Brayden Buchanan. Uh, uh, and Cody Stover, let me talk about him more because I don't think nobody really knows about him. He is a sophomore. He didn't come into the season starting. The guy who starts for China Spring now, which is playing in the state championship back-to-back, uh, Cash McCollum, he was an all-flex preseason guy. He was the only guy in 4A that we even put in our list, in our preseason list. So that's high praise. Mm-hmm. He leaves. Along comes Cody Stover. Leads this team to the freaking state finals. Yeah. A sophomore. This kid's special. He loves Jesus. Uh, he has a cross on his uh, wristband. Okay. Um, you know, he always thanks the Lord and his teammates. So that's the kind of person he is. So just, I know, I know I'm like, <laughs> how about Cody Stover? Okay, tie five. Mm-hmm. Number number four. I, I'm going to go all defensive players here. because okay. they, uh, and, and it's uh, and it's another uh, all-flex finalist at four. And it's uh, number eight, Alex Foster who I didn't even know was going to play football this year because he loves lacrosse so much. That's what people don't know. He's a lacrosse first guy. A lot like Griffin Schaefer, the safety the year prior, who wound up going to Bucknell, a D1 lacrosse player. So that being said, Alex Foster is like 60 tackles above the second-place tackler mm-hmm. on Vandegrift. It's silly. He uh, he worked his way in from not being on our preseason list to being a winner. Yeah. So these are big stories here. Dude, 132 solos. Yeah. Just think about that for a second. 132 solo tackles. I know they're still in it, so you get extra games. I get that, but... He could have 15. Yeah. If you show up to a Vandegrift game and you don't see number eight make like 10 tackles, you're at the wrong game. Yes. He's just everywhere. (laughs) He's everywhere for them. He's incredible. It's insane. Uh, Okay, and so number three is going to be who I feel is the Wimberley version of him. Okay. And his name is uh, Jack Reiser. He wears number 14 for Wimberley. Uh, He's a senior this year. Uh, Doug Warren, the head coach for Wimberley, on with Light the Tower yesterday, talked about up and down this roster, there are kids who are having breakout seasons who were role players last year. And that is so refreshing because you work your whole life through Pee Wee, Ty, to play on varsity is a stupid sophomore starting in front of me. Who the heck is he? <laughs> but anyway, but then you get your chance in your senior year, you blow up. And this is what the beauty of high school football, Jack Riser, number three. Number two, I'm going to butcher his name. Ah! Uh, I'm going to have to save him for number one because I have to make sure I, I get his name. So I'm going to switch <laughs> I'm gonna right. switch it uh, to Damian Wimberly at number two mm. uh, for Vandegrift. And uh, another guy who was an all-flex finalist. I'm not doing this for our all-flex list. These guys are just the guys to watch. And, Obviously, all flex. Uh, SMU future. Yep. He hadn't signed a paper yet. So, and that's always a weird deal. It's like, oh, it's December. Are they going to sign? Are they going to flip? So, and he could theoretically get another offer in the state championship game if he has a big game. 
They're going to need to curtail DeSoto. Wimberley's going to need to get to the quarterback. Uh, SMU commit all flex winner. All flex, yeah. Damian Wimberley. Number two. Oh, man, I'm so Wim- mad at me for not having No, no, it's okay. Up. While you're looking it up, Damian Wimberley to me is so impressive because he just kept getting better all year long. Bang. That, that first game of the year against Dripping Springs, multiple Vandergriff guys were cramping up. You could tell that they were just trying to get into sort of game shape or whatever. But as the season went on, he just kept making plays. He kept disrupting things. He really started uh, – I, I got to see that game against Maynard. He had some incredible plays there. And then he and Yendo and what they did against Novasad. Yeah. It just kept coming, man. If 99 can just keep it – dialed in, get that motor dialed up just because he is a mild-mannered kid. When you see Damian Wembley just walking around, there's just such a great, like, soft, you know, nice look on his face. He's just got soft eyes, right? Just kind of a calm-looking kid. Then he gets out on the field. He's a ladies' man. And he becomes a monster. If he can just control when and where to become that monster, the sky's the limit for him. Yes, I agree. And my number one player, because I wanted to make sure that I got it. Okay, so it's Caden Heatley. Okay. I don't know if anybody said this guy's name, but he is the Wimberly heart and hype man. When they're at the middle of the field (laughs) and they're about to go on the field for the game, he is in the middle. He's moving his fingers. He's saying things I have to put music over. Okay. His, he's using language? Good language, but, you know, we want okay. to keep it, you know, kid-friendly. Right. It's still kids we're covering. His sure. big, big brother actually went uh, won a state championship in 2011 uh, with Wimberley. So for him to make it all this way, the community as a whole, they're like, oh, my God, Caden is a senior. That little baby boy is a senior. He's leading this team with his heart, and he had a big touchdown at the end of the game to seal that 42-36 win over Quero last year. Uh, you're going to hear about Johnny Ball, number 25. He's the star, but watch for Caden Heatley, number three. Uh, my number one player to watch. I think he's the X Factor in my Whataburger Top 5 for State. Nice. All right, by the way, uh, I have also been inspired by the Whataburger Top 5 today. Coming up in the 12-3 to 3 show, in the crap bag, Isaiah and I are going to be revealing our Whataburger Top 5, Top 5 menu items of all time at Whataburger. Lit. Fries are free. Don't have <sighs> Fries are included. What about onion rings, though? Fries are, you know what, well, let me, onion rings included, too. Anything like that, you get, you get that for free. We're talking about items. The first thing you're going to be ordering, we're going to do our Top 5. That's at 1245 today. So, uh, Whataburger Top 5 getting us started. And congrats again to the All-Flex team. I know there's been a lot of discussion about the All-Flex team. That's kind of what the uh, what the idea is. Good. And I need to say congratulations <laughs> officially on air to Braden Buchanan because you know how people have been t- talking about me and my affinity for one, Austin Novosad. I do love Austin Novosad. Um, this result probably tells everybody that I was not allowed to vote by myself. Uh, for the quarterback. <laughs> it was going to be tough. But the thing is, this is where we've had these discussions, just to let you guys in on it a little bit. And I've always been fascinated by this at every level, college, pro, whatever. Do you wait for things to play out, and does it matter? Or do you just cut it off at some point and vote? One of the early ideas we had was to wait until the state championship games were over my thought was like, well, we could announce a team like in January or whatever. But then there's all these discussions of, well, kids are already gone and they're going to go early enroll. And, well, when does so-and-so put out their list? And when do they put out their list and all that? So then in, eventually things, things got to, well, maybe it all needs to come out before the state title games get started. And it's like, wait, wait, whoa, huh? So it, there's kind of two, two different ways to think about it. But when you consider what Braden Buchanan has done, you consider that head-to-head win – if it was coming down to those two guys, you consider the head-to-head win, 
and then the fact that Braden Buchanan, and it's not just like Braden Buchanan handed the ball off a whole lot against Katie and won the ball game. I'm going to say he won the ball game. <laughs> the man threw for, was it 400 in yes, the game? 400 plus. And he almost did something I didn't think you could do. He almost overthrew Miles Coleman. I didn't realize that was even possible. Miles did run that one down for the 75-yarder down the right side. That was a great play. Buchanan is an absolute stud leader. He's got his team to the state title game for the very first time, and I think that's uh, what ultimately uh, puts it over. He is so much fun to watch. Uh, Snoop, we've been talking about him throughout the year. Baylor, baseball commit. A catcher. A catcher in baseball. I, for last week at the Waterloo event, I had it was the first time I had a chance to stand at the same level with him. He's, he's a rock. Because I've been watching him break huddles with Ian Reed and that crew. So Seven. It, it's not like I thought he was small. I just didn't realize he was that big. And to stand next to him, you realize how imposing he can be. So when he takes off on that quarterback sneak and they got seven yards out of it, to help preserve the win against Dripping Springs, you see why he might be tough to deal with. So congrats to Braden Buchanan yesterday afternoon. Rod and Harge got to announce the all-flex team offensive side of things. Uh, so congrats to those guys. Uh, the two running backs, Cedric Alexander and Quentin Joyner. Um, Snoop, there's a lot of great running backs in this area, but it felt like things kept coming back to those two guys. And uh, so those two guys end up as the all-flex running backs. One of them headed off to Vanderbilt. One of them headed off to USC. Yeah, one of them is the all-time Austin ISD rush yards leader. The other averaged 11 yards a carry year prior and nine year yards a carry against arguably the be- uh, toughest defense uh, in Austin, 11-5A last yeah. year and 25-6A this year. Yeah, I'm telling you what. If you, could, if you had a machine and you told the machine, okay, I want you to make a running back, with incredible an incredible combo of power and speed, it would make Quentin Joyner. That dude looks the part, and when you see him take off, it's like, oh wow, okay, the power, but also the ability to run away from you if he gets in the, in the open space. So the All Flex team was announced yesterday, and uh, we are certainly excited about that. We got a Longhorn notebook coming up for you. Like I told you, there's something strange going on with a Longhorn team, and it's not even what you're thinking right now. Uh, we'll get to that at uh, at 10:30. Also, we'll check in on the soccer side of things at 11. Our man Glenn Davis from Soccer Matters tonight, special edition at 8 o'clock. We will talk about yesterday where Argentina. Took it to Croatia. Did y'all check that game out at all? A little 3-0, messy, messy all over the place. But you have time. I like Croatia because my dream concert is in split Croatia to go to Ultra. But Okay. Anyway. I like nope. that. Well, they, well they got plenty of time for concerts now in split yeah, because they, they're out. Yeah. Me- messy was awesome yesterday. No, yeah. I mean, that PK, upper 90, wasn't stopping that one. He also had an assist. I mean, Argentina was one of the favorites going in, so is France. I think that's the matchup we'll probably see on Sunday, Hope even though so. I did pick Morocco earlier today mm. on b Oh, is that right? Well, you know, plus the plus the half goal or goal, whatever they're – I haven't even looked what they're getting in the – because when you bet on soccer, you have to bet on the first 90. So you have a draw. The draw is an option. Ooh. So it make it – it muds things up a little bit. You're you know? saying that when you bet on a soccer game, extra time is not part of it? No. No overtime, not even, not even no. the so you bet not on, even stoppage time. You can bet on draw no bet. So you, if you say you picked Morocco draw no bet, you would get way worse odds than if you were if you were to take Morocco straight up to win in ninety. Weird. So okay. what I'm what I'm said what I said this morning is to take Morocco plus. I'm sure they're at least getting a half a goal. So if they are tied at the end of regulation and it does go to extra time, you win your bet. Weird. So you're saying if I bet 
Morocco to win the game. They have to do it in 90 minutes. If they won in penalty kicks, I don't win. One count. Yep, it'd be a loss. Could I could I bet on them to win in penalty kicks? I'm yeah, you, I'm sure you, there's some I'm separate, sure you could figure that out. Wow, yeah, yeah. that is weird. Um so okay, so you pick Morocco ultimately, but, but de- France was my pick before down, it started. Think, okay, so. that's good. You can't lose on that. And Morocco was my my underdog when it when uh, in group stage when it started. So they will, I'm, I'm looking good. They'll play at one o'clock today, so we'll get a little preview of that one from Glenn. Talk about Argentina. Also, uh, this uh, this Reina story from the United States team is kind of interesting too. A lot of a uh, lot of talking out of school uh, to the media about what's been going on around the World Cup. So we'll hit that at eleven. Uh, get you the Longhorn notebooks as well. If you want to jump in, the Specs text line is there for you three three seven three seven seven six. As we roll through Light the Tower here again, you are not like super late for anything. You normally hear my voice at twelve o'clock, twelve to three, with me and Isaiah. Uh, but we we are covering things for Light the Tower because uh, again, Jeff is sick this week. Hope he gets better very soon. And then Craig is calling the state championship games real quickly before the break not my old man rant on the subject. Just trying to clarify today when you get started, you start with the six man. So here's how I have decided now to deal with the new stuff in high school football. Because my whole life it was 1A through 5A, and now they've changed it. And even when Craig Way explains to me why, I don't understand it. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to pretend that 1A does not exist. There is no 1A. There's no such thing as 1A for me. We go from 6-man to 2A. That's how it works. Okay. Otherwise, I'm going to get confused. So today is 6-man D2, starting with Benjamin and Lorraine. That's at 11 o'clock. We'll get you some updates on that one. Craig will be calling it on Ballet Sports Southwest. I'm sure it'll be up here on these TVs. Hopefully somebody else can change it because I can never change these TVs. Uh, 6-man D1 is Westbrook and Abbott. That is at 2 o'clock. And then later on, Albany and Mart is the 2A Division II game at Seven o'clock. So basically, if you're like me and you're an old man, all the stuff that used to be one to five A, they just kicked everybody up. It's now two to six. Don't know why. Maybe to make everybody feel better. So my school used to. Be, I grew up with a four A school that now should be what five A. Shouldn't that I thought was never going to move to five A. Now I think they're technically five A. They might even be six A. But that's, uh, I don't even. You better watch what you say because Craig is judging you right now. Craig's he's watching. TV, look. Yeah, there he's he like, is. He's like, what do you say, Chad? There he is. No, he's explained it to me. It makes no sense. <laughs> None. No sense. It's goofy high school politics. I will never understand it. There is no insult when you say six man, but somebody got insulted, I think, along the way, <laughs> and they decided to mess with it. So six man gets started here, and that is a uh, a wild, crazy brand of football. If you've never watched it, um, I want to cover it one day. It looks. Awesome. I've been to one game live. It was really, it was really interesting to check out. Um, now, you do, had to tackle an open space like that. Aren't there like weird, different like Canadian football motion rules? There's to some it? different rules. Yeah, uh, there's some different rules. The scoring thing, and every game. I'm not sure if the title game has that 45 point rule, but they have a rule. If you're up by 45, it's over. So it's like a, there's it's a, a standard rule in there. It's like, a, like getting skunked. In basketball, yeah, exactly, like yeah, exactly. In basketball, or or you're run playing rule in baseball, or baseball, or you're playing ping pong, and you decide, all right, look, if somebody's up, what do we used to do? Eleven nothing, seven nothing, or eleven nothing? I think it's what, what we, so that's what we used to do, and you just stop again. And how many kids are usually on these rosters? What, like fifteen? Yeah. yeah, very few. Right, right, right. It's it's a it's a slim. It is a slim roster. And yeah, Iron Man athletes playing both ways. Yeah. I'm guessing. And you'll watch it on TV where they have to. I mean, the field's smaller too, so they're they're literally not playing on a standard football field they they 
everything gets sort of cramped down. Uh, so if you want to watch that today, these, these two games today are pretty fascinating in terms of the rules, and no one better to explain those rule changes and differences than Craig uh, on the broadcast. So we'll keep you updated on that one when they crank up at 11. Uh, up next, let's talk a little Longhorn stuff. We'll get you the notebook, including the Texas women's team with a game today. We hope I'll explain on the horn. I've been watching those, too many of those National Geographic. This is one of those things you know exactly what it is. You just can't believe it's real. Am I hearing Alice Cooper covering uh, Santa Claus is coming to town? It kind of sounds like Dave Howard, uh, some of his Christmas carols. I I apologize to Craig. I've caught an audible on one of his songs, and I've played this for Chad. (laughs) See, this is something, again, this has every ingredient of something I would like. Because it's got Alice Cooper in it. My birthday's Christmas Day, so I really have to dig Christmas. These two ideas should stay well away from each other. I do not need to hear Alice Cooper doing this song. But I remember for years and years, my dad would always talk about, man, I want to do like an ACDC Christmas album. I want a Motorhead Christmas album. So that's kind of what this is. So if you're into the rock inside of Christmas, hey, I guess I'd rather hear Alice sing it than some other people sometimes. So it's a good little change of pace for you. Alice Cooper who, by the way, my wife tells me, is going back out on the road with Def Leppard and Motley Crue. So sometime next year, I think you could see Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and Alice on one bill if you uh, are interested, just to let you know. Hard rock and metal folks. All right, so I'm Chad Hastings. Ty Henderson hanging out this hour. Snoop Daniel, of course, is here. Craig Way's calling championship games. Jeff Howe is getting over an illness. I believe they call it covid And we've got to check in on a strange circumstance with the Longhorns. Let's get a Longhorn Notebook here, Snoop, if we can. I think we have a sound. Longhorn Notebook. There you go. Brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert. You can go to BowersockTeam.com for more information. What I was going to do is tell you about the Texas women's team playing at 11 o'clock at Jackson State. But apparently those details may be changing slightly. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline and talk to the man who's going to call the game, we hope. Roger Wallace. Roger, what can you tell us, brother? Yeah, man, it's uh, fluid to say the least. There's uh, a lot of rain in the area, severe weather, and some, they noticed some wet spots on the court when they started the initial warm-ups at about 9.15. And, and actually the referees are the ones that kind of initiated that uh, you know, safety could be an issue, and certainly you know, coaches don't want their kids out there uh, as well. So bottom line is this will not start at 11, may not be played at this arena. They have another arena, the Mississippi Coliseum. Coincidentally, they're hosting Mississippi State and Jackson State this evening. So then there's a, another issue of timing of officials, which I was told the same officiating crews doing both. Officials don't want to do essentially back-to-back games. So what to do with the timing. Uh, they're continue to meet the Jackson State ADs here. Uh, obviously, they want to get this game in. Big Shapers Club uh, got up at 6 o'clock in the morning to play a game at 11, and now everything changes. Uh, you know, Jackson State, same thing. But yeah, bottom line is we don't know uh, when the game's going to be played, uh, where the game's going to be played. I hope if does not come into the equation, though. Yeah, that is crazy. Well, Roger, my first idea would be just playground rules. Let them call their own fouls. Everything will be fine. I said that. I said that. Right? Well, I mean, they're talking about moving the game anyway. Why not just, you know, go AAU or something, make it, take it, and call your own fouls? No, I mean, this is, you know, this is an important game for a lot of reasons for Jackson State. 
obviously it's a huge home game to host a, a Power Five, a University of Texas team, a Vic Schaefer team, the biggest name in women's college basketball in the state, you know, over the last decade for what he did in Mississippi State. Uh, and then just, you know, it's a good team. It's a team that won in Lubbock against Tech. They also beat Louisiana by 29 out of Lubbock, a team that uh, Texas opened with. They played UCLA tough. They played Oregon State tough. So this is a pretty good team. They lost by 14 to Texas in Austin. And then for Texas, you know, Vic wants to play. He's got to adjust now. No William Moore uh, for the rest of the season. So they get USC on Sunday at American Airlines. They, You know, you come all this way, you want to play a game, you want to, you know, try to add to your resume as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that is Roger Wallace live from Mississippi, and we hope they are going to be able to get that game in today with Texas and Jackson State. When they do, I'm going to say when they do, it's on 105.3 The Bat. All the women's games are over there. Roger, we appreciate the update, man. Uh, I never thought I'd have to say this to you in reference to basketball, but stay dry. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was, some, it was some, some shaky weather, a lot of severe weather in the area, so I don't know if we'll stay dry, but hopefully we'll we'll play basketball. But I'll I'll keep you guys up to date. I'll do it on social media as well. So uh, hopefully we'll know something soon about a, a start time. Sounds good. Thank you, Roger. All right, thanks, uh, Good stuff there. I mean, good stuff on the reporting of, of what's going on, but a crazy situation there. Um, a leaky building, and this happens, you know, if you watch basketball, every once in a while the NBA will have one of these where a building will leak. It's a very strange tie for – I feel like the Spurs arena – this has happened a few times. It has happened there, yeah. I, or the I, AC going off there. We know that happened. I can remember, yeah, I can remember Boston having some issues at times. I had uh, a parlay ruined by a Philly one night. Is that like right? Two years ago, the Sixers had some stupid water on the floor. So if that happens, your is that that happens, your bet still has to hold. Well, well, it just like I had it as part of a parlay that I won, but like so that, I got all the, the rest of it. That leg was yeah, yeah. was done. Yeah. Oh yeah, Man. those are tough. That's the kind of stuff that made me quit. But I'm back. But you're back. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to say the other just qu- a little. Yeah, the other quick note in a Longhorn notebook today. Uh, hopefully, a game that they're going to be able to play and not have to worry about weather would be the uh, volleyball game in Omaha tomorrow. That is the uh, Final Four game between Texas and San Diego. It will be on Big ESPN if you want to watch it. Six o'clock tomorrow evening uh, for Texas volleyball. Best of luck to them. Also, we were talking earlier about the All Flex team. Let me remind everybody we have an event for you this evening to celebrate that All Flex team. I know some players and coaches are going to be heading out. We uh, also are going to be talking college bowl games because the bowl roundtable is tonight at Plucker, so we're combining those events. Plucker's research is where we're going to be, 183 and burn it. I know Snoop's going to be getting out there. I know Zach Lucero from Flex is going to be out there. Going to have Rod and Harge doing Ball Don't Lie out there. And then starting at 5, Aaron Hogan will jump in as well. Talking college bowls, talking all Flex team. It's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Um, also, uh, we've been trying to, you know, from time to time, and, and Snoop, you and the Flex crew do such a great job of this, telling these kids stories, telling, you know, giving people the unique stories about who they are and and not just stuff on the field so i was uh, emailing and informing some coaches hey coach you know congratulations your kids on the all flex team and we've got this event coming up or whatever so i got some communication back from the georgetown coach on drayden dickman okay the receiver and so he decided griffin right i hit up coach griffin and then coach griffin shot the message to drayden's dad 
And his dad, cool. his dad was really excited, copied his mom on an email, all that kind of stuff. Allison. And uh, look at you, seeing There you go. Um, so, and I believe it's Dustin is the dad? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he sends an email back and, that you know, talking about how excited they were about everything. But he let me know that he, he says he started working on kick returns and route trees with Drayden when he was three. Three years old. You got to start putting that work early. Wow, I'm still, I'm still asking. I've asked him like, now wait a minute, walk me through that. How do you get a three year old interested in a route tree? Like, what do you mean? Was he watching TV? A route tree. And then yeah. he goes, hey, that's that is awesome. And they said he's he's uh, he the one guy he's tried to emulate over the years is Steve Smith, Steve right. Smith Senior. Yeah. That's who he tries to goat. to kind of pattern himself after. So he played for he's a like he played forever and played at a high level even late. And mm-hmm. that's from my gambling uh, uh, daily fantasy days. I remember you could take him; he'd be cheap. Also, anyway, yeah. Hate so to bring it back. Dra- Drayden Dickman was one of the All Flex Team Ooh. wide receivers for his what, great what, year. What we're thinking Georgetown. about Dre, like he only played one game his sophomore year and scored a touchdown in it, and I think he he hurt something in his knee. I, Mm. So he didn't play the rest of the year. So nobody heard from him for a year. And then, you know, fast forward two years later, yeah, D1 committed. And he's also a track guy. Yeah. Yes. Right? I, yes. I did an interview with him earlier this mm-hmm. year, and um, I mean, he talked a lot about his kick returning potential next year at Rice. There so you go. Look out for that. Been working on it since he was three. So, <laughs> you know, he's been getting the extra work in. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about this morning. He is committed now to Rice? I, I mean, is that yeah, right? He's, yeah, been, well, he's, he's been committed. Or right? been. Uh, yes. The the, uh, the football players, um, the earlier signing period was for non-football people. So the early ones coming up, and oh, then in February, that's when the football people signed. I got you. But he's, okay. been, he's been committed. For a while. For a while, yeah. yeah uh, and, he's, and he's also running track at Rice. Correct. Right? So that's why he was an early commit, because it's for the different sport. I got you. Okay. Uh, so Drayden Dickman uh, is a member of that all-flex team, hoping to maybe meet him out there at Pluckers today. And uh, some other players and coaches I know are showing up, and uh, we do want to congratulate all those guys. So Pluckers, the research location, my favorite Pluckers, the first Pluckers I ever went to, 183 and Burnett. Uh, get on out there this evening. Uh Bowl roundtable um, and the all flex team discussion. All right, so uh, we're hanging out on Light the Tower today. Snoop is here. Now, Snoop, is there anything that you would like to do today with Craig calling championship games and Jeff Howe sick? Is there anything that, uh, you know, that you need to oh, get off your chest? Is there a no. monologue that you'd like to present for Ty and me? Thanks. So. No, no. I I wanted to hear from from Ty. I want I want some picks from Ty. I left my <laughs> damn car downstairs, probably out of like trying to get myself not to gamble. Oh, I see. Okay, so but, like, because of course I lost out yesterday. Here's what I did yesterday, Ty. Well, I don't want to turn this to the like the degenerate. <laughs> okay, so yesterday I did a, a player prop, right? And okay. the three that I hit, I I just did it because I felt what happened. Hard, and these are all. I never do points. That's where they try to trick this you. This is NBA. I'm yes. Guessing, yeah. So, like, I only do points plus rebounds plus assists because you never know. Guy's going to be off. Is he going to get his his money the other way? So Harden, he did his thing. Who else? Uh, DiVincenzo, I took as a um, a rivalry or like a revenge guy because he used to play for Milwaukee, and now he plays for Golden State. State. Yes, yep. and it was another guy I did the same way, and they all hit. So the other two, I did a five-teamer. This is uh, That's thir- where you went wrong there. <laughs> it was the other two. Th- it was 36 to win 808. And, but the other two were the reason that I even did it in the first p- damn place. And it was because of birthdays. And I thought, <sighs> Malcolm Brogdon. And, and, and I, okay, this is you stupid. Knew, this is so degenerate. This is so de- damn degenerate. Okay. It was his birthday like a few days ago. 
and it was Lonnie Walker's birthday a couple days ago. So my, I was like, you know, they had a birthday. They're going to be, oh, my God, it's my birthday. God put me on this earth to do my bidding. I'm going to go off. <laughs> I think you're looking at the wrong metrics here. Wow. I, I just hit my elbow. You, yes. You, you, I should have went the other way. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. No. <laughs> you and Bucky are basing off birthdays and what color the team is. But it, 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 I, I don't know. I, I did you dig deep to find out that information? No, information, you, you, you know, just... and, and I shouldn't wait because where I fail is because Lonnie Walker has high usage, but only when the big three are out and all big three played last night. So Westbrook, Davis, and consider, LeBron. You consider uh, Russell uh, part of the big three? He, well, he makes it a big three or usage, is it just a big two? Usage-wise. Okay, cool, yeah. You see, because he's going to touch the ball. See, Ty, those sound like real arguments yes. at the end. Yes. The beginning of it's his birthday, that might be a little bit, a little, that might be a little out of left field, but that last part sounded, oh, yeah. that sounded real. That was legitimate, yes. Yeah. So, and then the other one was uh, uh, Brogdon, who, uh, and that game even went to overtime, which made me even more mad. I'm like, oh, God, this is going to trigger me. And these are all points plus yeah, assists yeah, uh-huh, plus rebounds. Uh-huh. And Brogdon just, uh, he just, I don't know why. Why they didn't play him as much? They ran more with a White with with Dustin White from the uh, Spurs. I don't talk Devin, about NBA right or not Devin White. Uh, uh, the the kid who used to play for the Spurs. He's from Denver. White. Yeah, uh, yeah. Derek White. Derek White. Derek there you White. go. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Have y'all been Have y'all been watching any uh, NBA so far? Are you kind of wait until Christmas? I'm mean, obviously Snoop has <laughs> a little bit here and there. I did peek in on Lakers Celtics last night because yeah. Lakers and Celtics could be over, and I'd still watch them play each other. That Lakers team, even though the record's not good, we we know there's talent on that team. There's some interest there, and obviously they uh, they you know fought that thing into overtime last night. Um, and then Boston looks really, really They're good. They're the favorites right now to win the championship. I hate how much I love watching Jason Tatum play. I never wa- I never liked Boston to start with. I've never been a Celtics guy. I've always been Lakers over Celtics if I had to pick. So anytime I fall in love with a, a Celtics player, it just feels wrong. But ever since I saw Jason Tatum play, smooth. for the very first time at Duke, I thought, oh, that guy's really good. Just a blast to watch. So uh, secretly, I kind of root for him, but I try to – Try not to say it. So too, you're a Lakers fan? Too loud. Not a Lakers fan. It's just when I you was had a, to pick the, one of the two. When I was a kid, I'm a Mavs guy because I'm born in the yes, Dallas sir. area. So I'm a Mavs guy, mm-hmm. and unlike other sports, I just have one basketball team. So don't make fun of me for having two. I have two in other sports. I just have one here. So I'm a Mavs guy. But when I was little, and the Mavs were out, one year they fought the Lakers. They almost got them in what '88, the great Western Conference the final. Mark Aguirre. Roe Blackman. Roe Blackman Mark and, Mark and Mark Aguirre. Aguirre is probably my favorite Maverick Derek of all Harper. time. Derek Harper and and Brad Davis and everybody. So once they were out, Roy Tarpley, and you ended up Roy Tarpley later, James Donaldson. Don't uh, be ashamed to talk you, about the Mavericks. No, 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 I'm ne- never. And so th- <laughs> then once the Lakers and Celtics would play in the finals, I always just felt like you kind of had to pick a it's side. Like Red Sox Yankees, yeah, too, the same kind of deal. Exactly. I go Red Sox over Yankees. Same here. So I just there's something about it, right? It was Magic, Kareem. The the unis were cool to me. They were cool to me. Showtime. Was just that was, that was interesting to me, and there was just something about the Celtics I didn't like. It was. I, 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 I mean, I understand that, but I, I picked the Celtics out of those. You two. were a Celtic I don't guy. Know. I'm okay. always even with Biggie and Tupac. I was you know East Coast East guy. Coast, me too. Yeah, um, it's harder. And also, I as people know, if they've listened to me, I can get really, really superficial in certain areas, and that the one of them is this is where the pretty people rule probably started for me. The Lakers were prettier. And I was a little kid, and I looked at the Celtics, and overall I thought they were an uglier what, La- team. Larry Bird's not pretty? He's not. <laughs> he's not. He's prettier now than he used to be. Uh, I just Overall, if you say the names out loud of the players and what they look like right then, oh, yeah. you'll know why I ended up as a Lakers fan. Just a little easier to look at.
So, uh, and the, to me, the style of basketball was more fun too. It's flashy, oh, right? It was flashy. Showtime was interesting, and I always had that feeling of if you take my team out, I want to get beat by the champs. So y'all go on and win it. Then I'll say, hey. Really? Yes, absolutely. I'm, a, I'm complete opposite in that sense. I want you to lose immediately. No, is that because that makes my team look bad? I don't want that. If my team's going to lose, I want them to later say, hey, they lost to that team. Because now I get to say that. The team they lost to in the Western Conference Finals won it all. Is that an A&M Alabama thing? You've, uh, had, you've had that a few, uh, few years. Uh, that, I don't know if it's that or not. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how much of that is an A&M thing. It's just but, always... But when y'all beat Alabama and, and they're good at the end of the year, it's always... We beat Alabama. They're in the yeah. last championship. We could, we could be there next year. It just adds to the confusion. I don't know if it actually helps there. Like in 2012, they beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Bama won the title. So what does that ultimately mean? You know, how do you do that math? Last year they beat, <laughs> last year they beat Alabama in College Station, but lost those other games. So what does it really mean? It's weird math. It's up you to know. you to decide. Exactly. Yeah, that, those I can't figure out. But uh, basketball, I would definitely, uh, definitely lean Lakers there. All right. Uh, if you have anything to throw in on the show today, three three seven three seven seven six. I believe Snoop. Correct me if I'm wrong. The next mm. segment is when you guys normally do uh, inconceivable. Yes. Is I, that right? Uh, yeah. We, we can do Ty's picks, but yes, it's, it's normally inconceivable. Okay. As much as I love that intro and I love Princess Bride, I do want to hear that. I have a couple things that could fit into maybe a little inconceivable. Uh, we got a couple of uh, couple of uh, I see a basketball story we could throw out for inconceivable, and I want to ask you all about a football story as well. So inconceivable coming up. We'll talk a little soccer with Glenn Davis at eleven. We got another Longhorn notebook for you at eleven thirty. Again, that women's game will not happen at eleven o'clock this morning they are having leaky roof issues in jackson mississippi not leaky gut and try not leaky gut leaky roof and they're trying to figure uh, out if they can play that game there move it to another location or what's going to go on so hopefully uh, we'll be able to get you a report on that one at some point it'll be on 105.3 the bat when it happens instant serious coming up next can you really ask that and can you really do that on the horn. Hi, I'm Brad with Homes by Avi. And I'm Erin Bowersock. We are currently offering incredible incentives at all of our communities across the Austin area. To learn more about how these incentives can save you money on your new home, visit yourlonghornlender.com. And I'm a listener. Oh, I got lost in a little bit of that movie the other night. Always have to watch a section of it. Anytime I see the Princess Bride on, I'm checking it out. Inconceivable on a Wednesday. Craig Way's calling a championship game. They're going to start at 11 o'clock with Benjamin and Lorraine. The six-man D2 championship is what starts it all at Jerry World. I'm Chad Hastings filling in for Craig and Jeff today. Ty Henderson is helping out. He is here. You hear Ty with Bucky and Aaron and uh, other places on the station. Uh, Ty is... Maybe has a pick or two for us coming up. That's what Bucky's looking. I mean, that's what Bucky's always I'm, looking for. But it's what uh, Snoop's, Snoop's looking for today. Yep, Snoop has been itching for a pick. We'll get that. Snoop Daniel is here as well. Just real quick, I want to get y'all's thoughts on a couple things. One, do you think it's okay for Dre Greenlaw to ask Tom Brady for a signed football that he picked off? Do y'all think that's yeah allowed in the NFL? You okay with that? It's a compliment. Okay, it's I a, mean, I understand why Brady could be irked by that right after the game, but you know, it's a, it's a. Oh, he asked him right after a, the game. Yeah, yes. on the field. Oh, well, it's a sign of respect. He took know? the ball to him, said, "Oh, you're such a great guy. You're the goat. I love you." And then asked if he'd sign the ball, and Tom Brady did. Oh, he did. He did. If I, I to me, if I'm Tom Brady, I'd have said, "Hell no, get away from me." But 
Brady said he's trying to be a better sport in certain situations. That's a dude that's been – Tom Brady's been in the NFL longer than Drew Green, Greenlaw's been alive, I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, think about that. That's a guy that you've watched your whole life. You pick him off in a big game. You realize that he's the GOAT. And yeah. You, I, if that was me picking off the ball, I would think of it as a, I was showing a sign of respect. Like, uh-huh. hey, you're the greatest. Can you give me a little piece of history here? Now, Isaiah, uh, yesterday, his theory was that – and I think others' theory may be that he may be a 49er next year, Tom Brady. There's some that think that could happen. Ooh. So they're just trying to be nice to their future teammate. I don't know if that's true either. By the way, Fred Warner watched the whole thing, and he got him to autograph one, too. He didn't pick a ball off. He just took a random football and got him to sign That's an expensive football right there. Yeah. The other thing is, last night in this Warriors-Bucks game, they called so many technical fouls, it's crazy. We won't talk about that part. What we will talk about is a fan that got thrown out of the game, baseline courtside seats, for heckling Draymond Green. According to Draymond, the fan said something that threatened his life. What the heck are we going to do about fans? You can't be threatening players. Can you? No. Uh, I mean, well, I, I've been known to get kind of rowdy at games, but nothing like that. You've never threatened a player's life? What? What do he say? Like, I'm going to kill you. I don't know. The, we don't have the exact. I'll kill you. I'm sure Draymond said you. way worse. We don't have the exact yeah. wording, but at the next stoppage, Green informed a referee of what happened. The ref got security. The fan was escorted out of the game. And they are pretending nowadays like they can actually ban you from arenas. I still don't know how they enforce that and how they do that, but we are just in such a cruel, mean, awful place as fans. Go to the game. I get a little bit of heckling, but Snoop, we're threatening players' yeah. lives now? Come on. Making signs about other players' moms? That's all right. Mm. Is it? I mean, that's not threatening to kill someone. It's not threatening, right. it's not threatening to kill someone. That's, that's, part of, that's part of your job as a fan is to get into the opposing team's head. And I remember when I was growing up as a, like a basketball fan and the Duke fans started to do research on their opponents. They started to find out guys' girlfriends' names yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, I do that all the time when I'm in Occupy Left Field. I'll right. find out who, who's <laughs> out there and I'll, you know, girlfriends, moms, I'll, whatever it takes. Do a little research. Where'd they grow up? what they do? I get that part. That to me is all in good fun. We're threatening lives, though. So part of me says, is the player being too sensitive? But on the other side of it, that's got to be scary, yeah, man. You're, go- you're going about your job. You're trying to do what you do for a living, and someone is threatening you? I don't know. I have a feeling that Draymond was kind of being kind of petty here. You know, Maybe it was like you what know, they said or something. You know, I, you know, like maybe like, AK-47, mother. Uh, AK-47, I got you after the game. I'd be like, hey, fam, get that. Right. Yeah, and that's, I mean. Get that fool. Hey, bro. If that was it. I'm just picturing it in my head. Like, you know, if I was at the club, someone's like, uh, you know, like, I'm arguing. It was like, I got the gat in my my waistband, fam. Got the gat in my waistband. You know, something like that. Yeah, you're going to get out of there. You're going to be like, okay, I got to say, if this was anybody but Draymond, (laughs) I would probably have. A different feelings about it, but what? he doesn't seem like the guy that's. You have less belief. Yes, that this happened. Exactly. Okay, they were in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, by the way, it was not you know not his home crowd that oh did that God. to him. Milwaukee so, gangster. Yeah, I right. definitely tell the police. Yeah, I don't care. He'll call me a snitch. He did. He called the. It's he, him. Yeah, he, he told the officials, man. <laughs> right they there. they threw the fan out of the game. Go you can't be it. doing that. The Bucks said the ejection was under the referee's discretion and that they're investigating the situation and were conferring with. The NBA. Uh, Draymond said some people look at NBA players like they're superhuman, that they're this larger-than-life figure. So you come and you get someone to say something back, and they get fined. They go home and laugh with their buddies. I just think it's one of those things when you can hold it you can hold it in and get, uh, get to the ref and get them out. <laughs> it's great. All right, there you go. Uh, so... 
Uh, apparently, and then as we know, he's had other, you know, altercations with fans. Well, and, and even at, like Ty at all the, the high school games, even when I go to even volleyball games, there there are police officers. Oh, there. trust me. Have you ever been to an Austin High Westlake game? <laughs> There's yeah. some some mean things shouted yeah. from, from the fans. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, in high school. Try really. to keep that under control, fans. Fans. All right. With the time we have left in the hour, do you have a pick you could share with Snoops? Yeah. Snoop, hey, Snoop anything see. particular you were looking for? No, I don't give sport? a damn. I don't. I don't care if it's you know a, a ping pong. I was going to give you a you know a prop, a prop bet since oh. since that's your thing Yay. these days. Um, how about points and rebounds? Okay. Can we just do that? Yes. Let's go Zubot, Clippers center. Yes. Over 17 and a half points and rebounds combined. Okay. 17 and a half I'll points give that a, and rebounds. I'll give that a, uh, do you want Do you want another one? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I'm not going to give you five because I don't want you to put a five-leg parlay well, down. I won't. But uh, get Gary oh, yeah, Trent. He plays Gary, for the, Gary Trent for the Portland Trailblazers. He's really good. Over two and a half threes. Hey, and I'll give you an extra. Just a, a bonus. Oh, Keldon Johnson. Yeah, for the Spurs. For the Spurs. Over two and a half threes as well. It's always free the first time, Snoop. Watch out. Next next time it may not be free. Okay. All right, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you oh, need you to subscribe to that I, premium package next time. Trust me. Yeah, and normally, like, I, I'm going to would lose anyway, so I would rather, like, be able to be like, oh. He can blame me tomorrow morning now. There you go. There you go. Remember, in- That's good time. inconceivable right around 1045, 1050 or so each and every day here on Light the Tower. Craig is calling championship games. Jeff Howe is sick this week. We hope he gets better very soon. He is in a battle with COVID. Uh, he's telling me that uh, he's, overall he's feeling all right. No fever. Uh, just kind of got that, you know, not quite right achiness and, and all that. He's had a real sore throat and everything. Uh, so he is battling through a version of COVID, and uh, we certainly wish him the best. Craig's calling that championship game. We'll keep you updated next hour once they get started. And if we get an update on that Texas women's basketball game, we will let you know. Rain issues, leaky building issues in Jackson, Mississippi, may cause the Longhorns to uh, figure out maybe another place to play, maybe another time to play. We'll keep you updated there. Up next, we'll get a little soccer update as well from our guy Glenn Davis from Soccer Matters. They've got a special show tonight. And, of course, you got semifinal number two coming up today at the World Cup. All that is coming up, plus more Longhorn talk right here on The Horn.